You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour three, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. At the bottom of the hour, your chance to win a $50 gift card to vacate Bruco and some swag as we play not impossible sports trivia. We play impossible Flames trivia. Uh, Flames roster is out for their preseason game in oh, Winnipeg. Okay, what do we got? Ah, you know, a bunch of young guys, Dustin Wolf, Oscar Dansk between the pipes. Oh, they're so making you think Mc- you can Donsk? They're making Mackenzie Weger go out after he racked up 24 minutes in penalties in the last game. Yep. Had a little short short tilt for <laughs> yep. Weeg Dog back on Monday, so yep. he's going out to the peg. Friend of the show. Matt Coronado, Sam Honzik, Klapka, Zari, Rizichka, Stromgren, Dewar, Siona, Schwint. Schwint. Feels like they're going to be trying to work Man- in their bottom six in this Manjapani. Soloviov. Yep. Gotten a big thing with someone on the text line about his pronouncer yesterday. Soloviov. We'll get it. Soloviov. All they have to do is ask him, go, how do you want your name pronounced? And then we go by that. It's that simple. It's very easy. That's why the WTA website, women's tennis, incredible. They have all the, men's, the ladies. The men's tennis does that too now. Yeah. They just say, hey, what's your name? And they pronounce. There's a little, little, little speaker beside their name. name. And they say their name. Yeah. And then this one is, uh, this is the old uh, paper copy that the NHL has. Soloviov. Okay. Soloviov. Uh, he's been waiting way too long. Uh, senior writer at the fourth period, host on Sirius XM, NHL radio on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. I guess Tali, we say good morning to Dennis Bernstein. Dennis, how are you? Some things are worth the wait, George. I'm oh, doing wow. great. You're such a honey dripper. <laughs> You're so sweet to me, Dennis. Hey, how's Terrible. the jet lag? I'm awful. Yeah, how's the jet lag right now? George, uh, if you sleep on planes like me and my wife did, we're fine. We're actually fine. It's crazy. We we flew, and we didn't fly nonstop. I'll give you, you know, since you're with your wife, you have to fly business class, of course. Oh, they wanted $9,000 round trip to fly on Qantas. Oh, my so God. Per person. Per person. Like, no, not even me. No. So we flew one stop through Auckland on Air New Zealand, a great airline, and we slept eight hours going, and then it was another four hours to from Auckland to uh, Melbourne. So we got two more hours. So by the time we got to Melbourne, it was an overnight flight. We slept 10 hours. Same thing coming back. Uh, we went through Auckland, and we were fine. I might hit the wall tomorrow or the next day. You know, mm. Hopefully when I go to a Kings preseason game, I'm not face down in the press box, exhausted. Right. But it really wasn't that bad. Nine grand American to fly Qantas? That, nonstop to Melbourne. That's insane. I'm like crazy. Okay, that's business. Oh, but God. even like coach, what's coach to fly that far? No, coach, you could probably get out there for like two, like on Andrews, like one stop, probably two grand. Like if, and I will tell you this, for whatever the price, it is worth it. It's an amazing country. Oh, I, I had expectations, guys. Right. But they were way exceeded by the whole week in Australia. And just not even hockey, just go there. It's an incredible country. Um, what what was the what was the atmosphere at those games at Rod Laver Arena like? Okay, I'll throw out the joke first. Okay, okay. the first night uh, they had thirteen thousand ninety seven, and technically it was a uh, Coyotes home game. So when I tweeted that number, everybody said, "Well, that'll be the largest home crowd for the Arizona <laughs> Coyotes this season," which is true. I will tell you this: yeah. I, I I thought it would be more. Look, they do global series. They're done in Europe. Where they totally understand the game, and they do. They did them in China once. I expected polite crowds that really didn't know much about hockey, and I was dead wrong. They know the sport, George. They react to misplays, great saves. 
And the, yeah, of course, everybody knows the Logan Cooley spin around a goal by now. But they are an educated. I mean, even one guy came up to me and goes, "Hey, I follow you on Twitter. I love your stuff." The fans are at the building, the 13,000 both nights. They know the game. Like, they have to go back without question. They got to go back. Maybe not regular season games to start. They got to go back at maybe one more run in preseason games and then maybe do like they're doing in, uh, in Sweden this year take four teams over, play multiple games to start as even, maybe even split the games between Melbourne and Sydney. But, uh, and that's funny, I was chatting with uh, Gene Principe up uh, Sportsnet um, Edmonton yesterday. And I gave him a quick scouting report. Here's the scouting report for. for uh, Australia, it's clean, it's safe, it's friendly. They're no homeless. They are incredibly great sports fans. And here's the key. Over the last year, 75% of a 25 million population made a bet. They love gambling. They are incredibly crazy over sports and gambling. The players, which I didn't think would have a great time, they loved it. Because a lot of guys had it on their bucket list after they retired. And now they get to go and play preseason games for free on the on NHL's dime. Sure, it was a great time. I know people were, you know, pessimistic about this working. It worked incredibly well. I can't see in the future not playing regular season games down there. The, the love for the sport is just growing. That's so great to see because, like you mentioned, I think it's just a, a great environment to kind of put the games on. Was there like a, a, a tailgating? Was there anything like apart from the games that you found was something that the community out there really attached itself to as well? Well, no, Matt, the one challenge for last weekend was they did have the uh, Aussie rules football semifinal mm. and the players, the teams actually went. So it wasn't like it wasn't pervasive around, but in and around Rod Labor Arena, they had like, you know, fanfare. It was well attended. It, so it got attention on TV, but again, it, it conflicted with what they call footy, and that's going to get the lion's share of the attention. But it wasn't you – now, I thought I'd go to the games, and the crowds would be, like, curious about the game. They weren't – they knew the game. Right? They, they, hmm. A couple of Kings fans talked to Nick Nixon, their, their radio guy, and now the TV guy, said, hey, we listen on the app to all the games overseas. And not only that, not unlike Europe, where you go to games and NHL games in Europe, and there's sweaters from all the different teams. I think there were jerseys from 32 different teams, all 32. Like a guy in front of me Brandon, had a Brandon Tanner from Seattle Love it. Uh, jersey on. And I showed him the headshot. I go, is this why you got that shirt? He goes, no, I used to be a Cotties fan. And then Seattle came to the league, and nobody was really a Seattle fan out here. So I jumped on board. It was just – it was it was way, way – I just think the impact of the NHL in Australia is way bigger than I ever thought. Was was there a team out there that was more well represented in the fans than anything else? No, but I will tell you this: there were more Coyote fans than Kings fans in the crowd. Really? For sure. And yeah, there was absolutely there was not. It wasn't you know like mm-hmm. I'm a Rams fan. <laughs> I go to see the 49ers or Rams play here. It's not like that. But yeah. th- there was more court, and which shocked me, guys. To be honest, I'm like, wow, there's more cheering for the Coyotes than than the Kings. So, but with respect to their jerseys, no, you had Sid Crosby's, Connor McDavid's, everybody. But I mean, I saw a Jeff Bukaboo New York Rangers jersey. Oh, wow. <laughs> these, these people. Yeah, George, yeah, they know their hockey without qu- the ones that go. I, I can't tell you that if there was a franchise there and they'd sell 20000 a night. I don't know that. But the people that went were eager to see the game, reacted in the proper way, and 
they're all nice and polite. The only problem I had is that in the second, the third period of the second game, they did the wave, which to me was very disappointing. But other than that, the behavior was exceptional. Yeah, I agree. That one I don't, I don't love. But hey, uh, here's what I'm thinking: Coyotes, Dingoes. Like, there's maybe a little bit of a tie yeah, there. Can maybe. I draw a little parallel? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to ask I you about likes LA. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it too. I wanted to ask you about those Kings because they got Pierre-Luc Dubois now. I wonder how he's fitting in with this group. A, a trip to Australia feels like a nice way to get acclimatized to your new teammates. Yeah, the bonding key is the key. And even Todd McCollin said, look, it's a long – I asked him after the game, would you, what advice would you give another coach if they were going to – they were contented to come over? He says, it's a long trip. It's re- and once you get acclimated, it's great. So with respect to Dubois, he's still finding his way. He's going to play with Kevin Fiala and Artie Cali at the start. Wasn't really impressive in the games, but he's trying to find his way. Plus, you're playing with a guy in Kevin Fiala who's a wild card. If you've ever seen a guy play, he, he's, he's really hard to predict what moves next going to come from Kevin. So it's going to take some while. That's what you do preseason for. But he's a big physical presence, really hot, high hockey, hockey IQ. Did he go out there and score four goals tonight? No, because he doesn't need, he doesn't need to. So he's still finding his way. I guess by, you know, the time opening night starts here in Los Angeles on October 10th, 11th, you know, he'll be fine. And again, that's what they're banking on the Kings this season is the strength down the middle with Dubois, with Kopitar, with uh, Deneau, uh, and then the 4C, uh, um, Blake Lazat. So, uh, it, so slow go so far, but it's to be expected. Brand new team, new systems. Uh, but I assume by opening that, be good to go. Senior writer for the fourth period. You hear him on Sirius XM NHL Radio. Dennis Bernstein joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Online Big Show. Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. You mentioned Todd McClellan heading into the final year of his contract. Is there an appetite by the Kings to sign him to an extension? What's the what's the future for the head coach? Because obviously it's, it's never good when you have that kind of working on no extension here. We see it in New Jersey. Lindy Ruff, a guy yeah. similar. Rod Brindamore in Carolina. What's the future for Todd McClellan? They'll extend. I think it'd be a short-term extension, George. But they'll extend him. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let him catch a season as a lame duck. So I think. Uh, but he has to win, right? This. I've said this on the show before. This franchise has not won a playoff round since they won the cup in 2014. So he's got to win. But I, I would assume they'd give him at least another year, short-term deal. It's not going to be another five-year deal like he got here. But I, I would suspect at some point in time before opening night they they announce some sort of contract extension because look, the teams progress very very well. But now. He has the team. It wasn't like three years ago when, you know, we were playing you know, guy, rookies and guys on the last sides and trading guys away. Now this team is imported talent over the last couple of seasons. Um, maybe this kid, Brent Clark, plays on the bottom six. They're ready to win. I mentioned center depth. So, look, they were a 100-point team last year. They might even exceed that. It's going to come down to this, George, goaltending. I think Todd's future, believe it or not, is tied into the goaltending this season for the Kings. But I would expect some sort of news from the Kings before the season starts. Do you have any idea what you think the, uh, or, or what is kind of your guess as far as the deployment for the goaltenders this year in LA? Well, based on the preseason <laughs> games that I saw in Australia, Matt, uh, uh, Cam Talbot's the number one. And mm. I think he'll get there, but he's not going to play 65 games like he did for Todd. And his familiarity, because remember, Todd, uh, uh, Cam played for Todd up there. I think they'll probably go uh, maybe 50 32. Things copy look really, really rusty. And that's not his fault. It's the first game in the season. He just didn't look good. And Cam played really well. So, and even like even in a relief role, he got my role. But David Riddish is okay. Now he's probably going to start the season mm. um, in the minor leagues. But if something goes south with Copley, where he doesn't bounce, you know, he doesn't 
up the same performance, he could be an option as well. But I got to think right now, based on the very small sample size I've seen, Cam Talbot's your opening night starter, and he probably gets between, I think, 48 to 52 starts for the team this season. Uh, Dennis, Love us some big save Dave yeah, around here. Uh, Calgary Flames fans are like, please yeah, have big save Dave in that for the Kings. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's the fan base's um, take on Quentin Byfield? It feels like he's been in, in and out of the picture here for a while, but kid's only 21 years old here, Dennis. Like, what, what, What's the fan base's take? What's the temperature like for the expectations for Quentin Byfield this season? Okay, when you play with Kopitar and Campy, George, you can't say he's only 21 anymore. Like that, okay. that excuse to me is, is over with. Plus, the guy drafted right behind him might have a 100-point season in, in Ottawa. So that's it. Yeah. Look, here's the deal. He, he's got to get like 15 goals this year. He's playing with, with Kopitar and Kemp. He can't score three goals like he did last season. Can't do it. He can't, he can play on a top line. He can't play on a top six. He might not be able to play on a top nine with scoring three goals. He does everything else right, but I don't see his offensive game, George. That's my concern. I don't know what kind of shot he is. He, he's the type of guy where, you know, goal scorers know where to go on the ice. And he doesn't know where to go on the ice. And then once he gets there, I don't know even he, he supposedly has a good wrist shot. He never shoots. Now, it also be, <laughs> might be a situation, George, and Todd has said this to me, where you're playing with Kopitar and Kempe, and you're going to defer to those guys. Well, he needs to be a little bit more alpha, like Kempe was. And, and that's the, the, the parallel, George. Not that he's going to score 40 in this league, George, but... Kempe used to defer to, to more talented and more veteran teammates, and he stopped doing that. He became an alpha dog. He scored 35 two seasons ago and 41 last season, and one of the most dangerous goal scorers in the league. He's got to stop the front court, and he's got to get 15 goals. Not unlike Kaliev, who's on the third line with Dubois and, uh, and um, uh, Fiala, you're playing with really talented teammates. By default, you should get some goals, right? And the one thing about Quentin, though, he hasn't played a full 82 games this, uh, in his career. He's played, I think, 50 last year, 32 the year before. I want to see what this kid could do in 82 games, and mm. then I'll make a decision. But the, I think there's some patience running. Uh, the patience is running out, it's particularly because Stutzler is playing so well in Ottawa, and it's like, wow, we could have had that guy. So he's going to get his chance. The, the organization believes in him, but he's got to deliver some goals this season, or he's going to be going down the lineup, uh, you know, halfway through the season. Uh, Dennis, we've been kind of having this uh, conversation off the air. I'm going to ask you a question on the air. I want to get your opinion on this. Who's more likely to turn into a star Quentin Byfield or Uri Slavkovsky? Uh, well, a star mean, well, I think Slavkovsky probably the better goal scorer. So Quentin, it, it looks like a top six player. Does he look like a 40-40 guy? Nope. So I would say Slavkowski does because I know that he could probably – and he's going to get more opportunities in Montreal, right? Sure. If the, the Kings aren't winning and Quentin isn't scoring, Todd's going to have to go to another option. Maybe graduate Fiala up to the top line. Maybe bring in one of the other rookies that they'll have. So I just think the opportunity to get more points would probably lie with Slavkowski right now. Uh, this is just a, a stronger supporting cast in Los Angeles. So he doesn't need to – see, he doesn't need to score 30 goals. Like that that's the issue. None of these guys, Kempe doesn't have to score for the goals because they, if you look at the top three lines, they're really good lines. So I think the, the less of a dependence on Byfield helps him, but it doesn't, it might hurt him with respect to, you know, he's, is he going to get 18 minutes a night? Probably not. And time on ice relates directly to, to scoring. Dennis, do you think the Kraken are going to be able to improve on what they did last year, taking another step forward? Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Matt, they're not going to sneak up on people. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Are they going to lead the league in five-on-five scoring again? I'm going to see that trick. I, they'll, they'll be competitive. They're going to be, uh, uh, you know, they, they might be a playoff team. I mean, they, look, Calgary, could Calgary supplant Seattle as a playoff team? Absolutely. And I've said this before. When you lose 17 games after regulation, you're probably going to win half of those this season. You're going to be a playoff team. So I think that the two wildcard teams are jeopardy. I, I don't. I just think the surprise factor goes away, and people uh, and teams are going to be more prepared to play this team. Plus, they were twenty six, eleven, and four on the road, and I can't fathom that they're going to be the same. So, I, I think a playoff team, a ninety point team plus, um, I don't think they're going to improve because, again, the three teams above them: Vegas, Edmonton, L.A. Vegas and Edmonton haven't changed, and I think L.A.'s gotten better. So, I think that Seattle, if they do get in again, it's going to be again as a wild card entry. With the Canucks, I don't know about you, but I feel like success for them this season is going to hinge on the play of Thatcher Demko. Would you agree? I would think the success of the Canucks is not losing 10 nothing in preseason games. <laughs> that was and, fun. Um, I don't know what you're talking awesome. about. <laughs> it's good times here, Dennis. I know it's fun for you guys. It has a lot to do with Demko. It has a... I don't know. That. Are they going to stop the puck? That That's the thing. And that's him. Plus also the defense. How good's the defense in front of them? Like, they're going to score goals. You know that. But I think they're probably, you know, I just think they're, what they finish, probably three spots out of a playoff. I, I don't think much better. Maybe a little better than 83 points, but I've got a lot of question marks about that team's defense. And with that, I don't think they're a playoff team. They might be better under Taka, but again, they got a long climb. They want 12 points out of a playoff spot and they would have to climb over two teams, but probably climb over a national. But I think it's another challenge for Vancouver. So I'd give them one more season. And then what happens with, you know, big picture, what happens with Patterson down the line? Does he want to stay there and sign long-term? Um, Dennis or Elliot Friedman saying that maybe three years at around five and a half million for Michael Backlund, yeah. your thoughts on that deal. I'm, I'm sure it's done if Elliot said it. No. Uh, yeah. You know, the, you got to have some players that want to stay, George. Sorry. It's, 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 it's a good thing. And it's some age involved, but I watched that player play. Is that unreasonable with respect to term and price at AAV for Beckham? No, absolutely not. So I, I think they would do it. Um, and then, George, you know, what? a lot of this team is what's going to happen in the first half of the season. How well do they perform? I expect them to be a playoff team, so I don't see you moving off the roster. But you've got to have some guys that want to stay. Just not only from a – from the roster standpoint, but I think from an emotional standpoint, like so many guys want to leave. Well, okay. Here's a guy that wants to stay. He's been a lifelong, you know, flame, keep him home. And I think that's more than fair for that player. And plus, you know, the cap's going to be going up. We're not going to have another situation next off season where it's going to be sure. 83.5. So there'll be more space for a, a deal like that. Do you still believe that Noah Hannafin will eventually get traded? Yep. He would have been signed by now. So sure. Like extend the guy and you're not going to extend him in season. So he'd play it out. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to walk, and um, you find a, a, you try to find a capable replacement in the marketplace. But I, I, I think at this point in time, that that deal would have been done if he was going to be had a long term future in Calgary. Where's the most likely landing spot if you could put money on it now? Uh, Buffalo. Hmm. You know what? Yeah, Buffalo. Or you know, these, this team always weasels way to find players like Tampa Bay. I always, I always put Tampa Bay in the mix because. They seem to figure out a way to circumvent the cap, salary cap and bring in guys like that. So that would be another option as well. And uh, so that would be the, the type. Or I would think Florida would be another team because how healthy is their blue line ever going to be um, this season? You know, they got guys coming back from injuries. Uh, so that would be another team as well. Stamkos for Hannafin. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm being tongue in cheek. But what did you make of the Stamkos <laughs> stuff coming out of Tampa Bay? 
And there's no loyalty in sports. That's what I get. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and look, I think it'll ultimately stay there. But again, you don't need that distraction coming in to, to the season. I remember this is no longer a championship. I mean, he's a championship contender. Yeah. But they went out in the first round last year. So I don't know. I, I was, I was kind of surprised. And I'm also surprised that Steven went, went, went public with it. Now he's been there forever. He's a lifelong guy. He's won two cups there. Like, okay, I guess you're disappointed. And I could, could be to voice it. Mm, doesn't really help the team at this point in time, but I, I do think they'll find a way because if you want bitterness, Matt, you want it in the preseason, <laughs> not a game 50 or 60. So sure. I'm less concerned about Stephen Stackle staying home. But, um, you know, and again, here's the thing. He doesn't have to go somewhere else to win a cup, yeah. right? If, if it was a situation where, hey, look, I've been a lifelong lightning player. I haven't won a cup. I want him to go chase a cup. I would get it. What's he going to chase? More money? Is, anybody, is he going to really get more money from somebody else than, than what he would get from Tampa Bay. I doubt it. So I think when the dust settles, maybe, maybe it goes to the summer where, cause he's going to get the last shot with starting with the lightning. I, I think he stays in Tampa eventually. It won't be a long-term deal, but probably maybe, maybe a three-year deal, something like that. But a little bit surprising. Cause if, if you know anything about Steven Stamkos, he, he's really not vocal about you know, his personal stuff. Well, yeah, and, and the thing to me was just coming out of Tampa Bay. Like this is an organization that for the last while has been, you know, kind of the the tops in the Eastern Conference, and on top of that, perfect. you don't hear yeah. about anything behind the scenes. Like we know that the head coach John Cooper is at, at points disagreed with some of the players there, but you never really hear yeah. about it. So for it to be up in the public sphere, that was the part that maybe took me by surprise the most. Especially Matt, when guys go to to play for a million dollars a year to win a cup, yeah, right. How many guys have gone there on low term, low number deals? a chance to win the championship. They do it like Shattenkirk did that, you know, Corey Perry did that. So to have the opposite happen, maybe it's a change in the guard here. But again, I keep going back to how the salary cap's going up. There's going to be room to sign him, right? Without question. Do they want to save some money? Yeah, I get it. Cause they want to, I assume save money to make some deals at the deadline. Like they always want to do. So again, Steven might have to be a little bit more patient, but again, it is a, a little change with respect to the optics for the organization, which really has been perfect over the last five to seven years. Dennis, we know that uh, Patrick Kane has been rehabbing his uh, surgically repaired hip in the uh, Toronto area. Where do you see a logical landing spot for Patrick Kane and how many teams do you think are interested? Isn't everybody going to Buffalo, George? Isn't, isn't that only but, okay, but, Patrick but, going home? But he should be going home to Buffalo, Dennis. That's where he should be signing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really like that team, George. I think they can finish in the top three in the Atlantic if they get some goaltending. If definitely buys the real deal. I, the rest of the roster, like the top, the top line's amazing. They have two first overall picks on the blue line. We're going to get better. Darlene could win the Norris this year if McCarr doesn't play a full season. So I would think that would be a place. And I think another place that was rumored last year, the trade deadline, I think Dallas might be an option for as well, because you got guys like Joe Pavelski there. So maybe he calls him up and says, Hey, it's, it's really great here. So that would be probably one of the central division teams would be Dallas, maybe, maybe a Minnesota as well. So I think that would be it. So uh, yeah, he should go back to Buffalo. It'd be a great story, but again, that's a tough surgery to come off of that hip resurfacing. I know that the, the, the technology uh, with respect to the malprofession is getting better and better every day. Um, but uh, it's gotta be obviously a contending team, but yeah, Buffalo, but I, I think Dallas and Minnesota might be an option as well. Is there any chance he signs uh, with a Canadian team on a one-year deal? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm trying. I'm noodling the, the Canadian teams. I don't see. He's not going to go to Toronto. Please. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. Edmonton. So, um, 
Hmm, Edmonton. Do they? No, no. They they need they need defense. <laughs> They're kind of They need another score. Now maybe look. I'll say this. It depends when he's like. If Connor Brown's a bust over there and he scores six goals or something, maybe he might be an option there to play with. You know, Leon and Connor. I just see I just see him going east and staying in the states. I I, I really do. I think that that's that, I think those are the options for him. Again, Buffalo, but again, the other two teams I mentioned in the central. I just don't see Canada as an option for him at this point. Dennis Bernstein, senior writer for the fourth period. You also hear him on Sirius XM NHL radio. Dennis, always a pleasure. Thanks for this. Always great being on the big shows, boys. Thanks for the time. Appreciate there, it. There he is on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. Patrick Kane should so sign in Buffalo. Go yeah, home. Yeah, sure. Go home, Patty Kane. I don't hate it. I don't think the Well, I'm sure cabbies hate it, but like he should go home and sign oh, for the Sabres. Like ten years ago, man. Can't we? Can't we learn and live? Um, Over here's thirty-five cents, though. Anyway, okay. They're a good team right now. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that, dude? Uh, they're like eight and a half million dollars below the cap, so they could easily fit them in. Yep. The question is, are they going to be good enough to win? Because the thing that the Sabers did last year is they did what the Flames did the year prior. The first 20 games, they came out and they were gangbusters because they were way better than anybody expected. And they would come in and everyone would go, oh, they're still just the Sabres. I know they beat so-and-so's club yeah. 5-2 last night, but we're not going to let that happen. Then Tage Thompson would come in, kick your teeth in, score three goals, and leave laughing. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this year. And does Patrick Kane want to just go play? Like, it's been a while since he got a ring. Feels like he's going to be cup chasing, not just, like, patting the wallet and... Going and hanging out in Buffalo. Feels like he's got another shot to still put another ring on. Or he wants to end his career at home. Could still do that. Because could he doesn't have it. to chase rings because he has three of them. Yeah, but if he wants another, then he could go this year, come back, chase a ring on a team that's already like super in a playoff position and wants to add a player for literally nothing but cap. And then after this season, it goes well. Then he says, oh, I'll go to Buffalo now. I yeah. had one more shot at a cup. I'll go to Buffalo now. Yeah, he really didn't do anything with the Rangers. Well, he was hurt. I know. And the Rangers as a whole just weren't that good because they did what everyone is not supposed to do, which is add way too many players at the deadline and push guys that are good glue guys out of your lineup. Mm -hmm. They overdid it because they're the Rangers and they thought they could, but they couldn't because yeah. you can't. Because That's not how sports works. Sure. You spend three quarters battling with a bunch of warriors, and then all of a sudden your manager says, these guys aren't good enough, we're bringing in new players. And you can do that a little bit, but you can't bring in a whole new line in defensive pairing. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, it's fascinating where he's going to go. Because you think other teams where he potentially could go, like where would he sign? <laughs> Tampa? Would he go to Tampa? Like, like I said, I legitimately think that this is going to be one of those things that he's going to be there for, what, six months maximum? Yeah. Like, I legit think it's going to get to November, and he's going to say, okay, who's good, who's bad? All right, five teams on the list. Let's see who gives me the best offer, where I'm going to yeah. play, and we'll go from there. I could see him just signing a one-year like deal to show everyone that he's healthy, and then he signs like a two- or three-year deal the following season. Yeah, that's when he signs in Buffalo. Yeah. When he can actually the Sabres. Get, when he can actually get his money. With the Sabres. Um... Straight ahead, your chance to win a $50 gift card from our good friends at Vacay yeah, Bruco. Next year, replace Victor Olofsson with Patty Kane. Victor Golovson. Uh, we're also That was for like three months that last. The guy's a power play specialist. No, he's not. Victor Golovson. He's not. He was once yeah. for a brief span of time. Golovson. Stop.
Um, also some swag to vacate Bruco. We'll play Impossible Flames Trivia, not Impossible Sports Trivia, Impossible Flames Trivia. We'll do that next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Um, we're about to play Impossible Flames Trivia, where the text line just explodes with your guesses. And yes, do I save the listeners some time? They've never been in my kitchen. Do I? Do it? Because we always get at least one of those every time. Which is always the correct answer. Always. Well, like, what if I threw a curveball that the answer was they've all been in my kitchen? Wouldn't that be (laughs) insane? I would be confused, excited, surprised. Yep. Be a big moment. Bewildered. Mm -hmm. Puzzled. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to impossible flames trivia in a minute, but first, um, we asked Dennis about it. Uh, the Michael Backlund thing, Elliot wrote it on 32 thoughts, uh, three years, five and a half million. The, the, a, the AAV seems a little rich, but the term, I like it just three years for Michael Backlund. Yeah, I think. And even then, like it's a slight raise based on what he's at right now. And you could argue that Michael Backlund has been, listen, this is a guy who, Won the team MVP award last season, and frankly, I don't know if there's much of an argument against it, right? Also, who finished second in the fitness testing? Michael Backlund. Michael Backlund. Mm-hmm. 34 years old. You know, he doesn't necessarily look like it. Like, he still skates very well. He still has good hands. He still checks very well. Like, he's done a pretty good job of holding off father time. He's the fixer. Of the team, he if, is. If a, if a forward is struggling, you, you put him with Michael Backlund. Bad couple weeks, throw him on backside, no problem. They'll be right back and running in no time. I have I have no problem with the term. I have no problem with the dollar, especially with the cap going up. Boom, no problem. It feels like that can happen any minute now, right? The cap or the Backlund? No, n- never the cap. The Backlund oh. thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it feels like it could be today, tomorrow, a week from today. You know, it's going to be before October eleventh. You'd think, but pick your poison between, you know, now and the next two weeks could literally be any time. Do you think Michael Backlund signing potentially has any bearing on what Elias Lindholm does? No, not necessarily. Okay. I think the Flames probably understand that there's a certain amount of dollars they're willing to go to. And uh, you obviously have kind of planned for that around what you're going to give Michael Backlund as well. So, no, I don't think it changes much for the Flames. They obviously would still like to have Lindholm, and for Lindholm, if anything, it shows that the team is going to continue to try and be, you know, in this race. Try and get into the postseason for the next three years at least. So, no, I don't think it changes a whole lot for Elias Lindholm. Plus, as we've heard him say, Many, 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 many times before since he's gotten back to Calgary, you know, he's told the Flames what he wants, and that's that. See what happens with it. But it's it sounds like I don't know if there's much around Lindholm as far as player personnel that is going to change his decision here. Uh are you ready to do it? I've oh I'm born ready, baby. Uh hit it, GVP. Get your thinking cap ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's impossible Flames trivia question. 
Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Inhouse Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. It's simple. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you have to find the connection that I put together in my stupid big head. Hmm. Generally, these are really impossible. Uh, the only person on this planet outside of me who knows the answer is producer Patrick Dumont. Yes. The difficulty level of today's question out of 10. I will say 8.7. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Tough Sydney one Crosby today. likes that number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you ready to play today's edition of Impossible Flames Trivia, Maddie? Let's go. Uh, and for you to win, uh, text us in 960-960, name and location, um, with your guess. You ready for the first name? Please. Let's do it. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia on the big show. Renee Bork. Ah. ah. Well, number 17. Renee Gary Wayne Bork. Gary. Okay. Was born on December 10th, 1981. He is a Canadian former professional ice hockey winger who played in the NHL. An undrafted player, Bork, signed with the Chicago Blackhawks as a free agent in 04 and made his NHL debut in 05-06. He spent three years in Chicago before a 2008 trade that sent him to... The Calgary Flames, where he established himself as a key offensive player. Ray Bork's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really? he is. No, he's, no, he's not. <laughs> I know. Oh. He, was traded, <laughs> he was traded to the Habs before stints with the Ducks, Jackets, and Avalanche. Following the 09-10 season, Bork was invited to make his international debut for Team Canada at the 2010 Double IHF World Championship, he scored one goal and one assist in seven games for the seventh place Canadians. Streaky. Not a good showing. Streaky. Streaky. The next name is Curtis Glencross. Oh. Curtis Jack Glencross was born on December 28, 1982, and is a Canadian former professional ice hockey player who played in the NHL, an undrafted player. He signed with the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim as a free agent in 04 and made his NHL debut with the team in 2007. He also played in the NHL for the Jackets, Oilers, Flames, and Capitals. In his first year with Calgary, Glenn Cross set new personal highs in games played 74, goals 13, and points 40. And finally... Oh, he's also the cousin of David Cross. Really? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. From Arrested Development. No way. Larry Glenn Cross. (laughs) Um, Corey Sarich. Corey Sarich was born on August 16th, 1978, and is a Canadian former professional ice hockey defenseman. He last played for the Avalanche in the NHL. Sarich was a second-round pick, 27th overall of the Buffalo Sabres at the 1996 NHL entry draft, and also played for the Lightning Flames Avalanche during a 15-year professional career that spanned nearly 1,000 NHL games. He was a member of Tampa Bay's 2004 Stanley Cup championship team. Tharich grew up in Bladworth, Saskatchewan. He now makes his home right here in Calgary, Alberta, with his wife, Reagan, and their three children. And uh, everyone calls him Sarchi, which kind of sounds Regan like... Regan or Reagan? Regan. Regan sounds right. Which sounds like Marchi, which is the nickname yes. for Jonathan Marcheseau in Vegas. I can't believe you put that together. You're <laughs> welcome. 960-960 name and location. That's clearly not right. Uh, Renee Bork, Curtis Glencross, Corey Sarich. I have, some, I have all something in common. 960-960, name and location. Uh, they all scored a point in the 2011 Heritage Classic, Adam Williams and Cranston. That's a good guess. Hmm. 
um, Wedley and Bridalwood, uh, all three players that prefer to bird nibble their sandwich before they do. Maybe. Okay. Guys who played with Sidney Crosby uh, in the East Coast. Nope. Mm. They all listen to T-Swift uh, while working on Sutter's Farm. Maybe. Wow, that's very, there's like very three specific. degrees of specificity there. Um, Bill and Diamond Valley, they all grew up on a ranch. Mm. They all had points in the Heritage Classic. Ooh, Johnny Calgary. Well, a lot of, see, you're, the Is listeners it, are getting. The, there's a Heritage Classic vibe that the listeners are keying in on? Yeah. Hmm. 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 Uh, are you, uh, oh, because the New Jersey's came out yesterday, so that's topical. Okay. Strong middle names. Uh, Gary and Wayne are strong middle names. They what, sure are. What were the? What, did only two of them have middle names? Yeah. Um. You ready for hit number one? Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Can we go back to the middle names? Uh, GVP hit no? the bobo. What? <laughs> hit the bobo. this this of course is jazz and you have to be careful with this word pianist mm. bobo stenson oh this oh bobo you shall plant a tree is the name of the song Turn you shall a plant bit, a tree you. by bobo stetson bobo stenson stenson bobo stenson you shall plant a tree curtis glenn cross renee bork Corey sarich all have something this? in common you shall plant a tree, pianist. You know what? Like you shall this plant clue, this a pianist. This clue seems so out of whack. It it's is so out incredible. There. But when you actually hear the connection, be like, okay, that makes sense. By Ben Shelton, the tennis player. No, I'm gonna hang up on that guess that you just made. It's a Bobo Stenson. <laughs> Bobo Shelton. He serves very hard. You ready for uh, hint number two? How hard does Bobo serve? Um, Serving pretty good now. We're playing uh, Impossible Flames Trivia, brought to you by Veranda. $50 gift card <laughs> to Vacay Brook Jazz Brooko. music is making me unsettled. I'm not going to lie. And it's, some it's a uh, little swaggy. It's a little... <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> I feel, I feel like I'm in danger. You want to turn it up a notch a little bit? The music? No, yeah. you can turn no. it down. The music. You want to turn it up a notch? No, I want this off. With hint number two? No, oh, like a song, different song. Oh, you're changing the tempo. Hit number yeah. two. Okay, yeah, by all means. Let's Hit go. it, GVP. Ah. Feeling like P. Diddy. Don't, Turn I'm it up, about Jimmy. to hit this city. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Is that good for dental health? <laughs> no. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Kesha's TikTok. Yeah, before it was an app. Yes. Before it was uh, the Chinese government stealing all your information, right? Um, Curtis Glenn we Cross. We had many high school parties that this song was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have vivid memories of me dancing while draped in a shower curtain <laughs> at an anything goes but clothes party. Oh, anything goes but clothes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun theme for a party. Yeah, you, you can, can dress wear- in literally anything except for normal clothes. He's got to have something on. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, so everyone's dressed in like. So yeah. you were wearing nothing underneath. Well, I I had like a I had my boxers and I had like a a tank top underneath because I have a shred of decency. Okay, That's fair. back then, and yeah, you, you know, it was fun. Interesting. You got to applaud creativity in points like this. Sure. 
You know, can somebody explain to me what a rainbow party is? Um, Curtis Glencross, Renee Bork, Corey Sarich, uh, all three Flames players have something in common. 960, 960, name and location. We're playing Impossible Flames trivia today. Mine was fun. All three players <laughs> have something in common. Patrick, is there anybody remotely Wait, close? Um, what is the guess from this song? What is the hint? Is it anything, or is it just the name of the song? I is gave you two. Listen, I gave Nobody's you Kesha's. Close. I gave you Kesha's TikTok. Yeah, and I gave you Bobo Stenson's. You shall plant a tree. Yeah. That's what you got so far. Bobo Stenson. I have Shelton wrote all over my page. Yeah, so I, I don't know why. I'm already missing this. So. Hit number three. You ready for it? I just wrote blackout for the second hint. That doesn't um, Fuji, Gala, Red Delicious. Oh, apples. 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 Cosmic crisp. crisp. Cosmic Crisp. Golden Delicious. Cosmic, Cosmic Crisp. crisp. That's That's Macintosh. Pink even... Lady. Cosmic, Cosmic Crisp. crisp. It's the yep. best apple. Uh, it's created in a lab. Washington State. Like COVID? Better believe oh. it. Um, apples. That's just what are you doing? Apples. <laughs> apples could be part of the clue. Oh, hockey. What does three. apples mean in hockey, guys? Like three. <laughs> it means <laughs> one a day keeps a doctor away. Sure. Yes. That's what it means. Okay. <laughs> it also means an assist. It does. Yeah. Curtis Glenn Cross. I think that they all had an assist in, what would that have been? 2011. Well, can you not see my text? No, no, we see piano, him. It's just not right. Well, it's just not right. <laughs> Liam piano is in the background. Liam from old. You not see my text? They all at least got one assist in the 2011 Heritage Classic. Yeah, that's not the answer, Liam. Uh, you're not the only one that said they all had an assist in the Heritage Classic because <laughs> they were all assistant captains of the Calgary Flames. Oh, they all bob for apples listening to Kesha. Okay, it's not bad. Hmm. See these these are good. <laughs> they all had assists in the 2011 Heritage Classic. I feel like, I feel like they did. Yeah, they might have. <laughs> they might have actually. They might have. But that's not what I'm looking for. That is not what I'm looking for. Curtis Glencross, Renee Bork, Corey Sarich. Yeah, they the uh, uh, Glencross and Sarich had an assist. Bork had a goal. Oh, really? Two goals actually. Okay. Yeah. You ready for hit number four? Yeah. Um, Veritas, Sweden. Oh, yeah, this place. Oh, another is in central hit. Sweden on the shore of Lake Malarin. Wonder who's from there. They have lakes in Sweden. Yeah, a lot in of the them. province of Vastmaland. Vastmaland. Vastmum. Vastmanland. That's Vast, a tough one. Vastmanland. 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 Yeah. Vast <laughs> oh yeah, sign me up. A hundred <laughs> kilometers west of Stockholm. Oh, who's from there? Vastmanland. Vast man land. See, that's a good. That's, that's a, a good, that's a great hit. Vast, that's, a, that's a great wait, hit. Uh, did you say who's from there? Yeah, who's from Should there? Should I Google that? Yeah, sure. Why not? How do you spell vast man land? No, no Vasterus. Vasterus. Vast man land. No, no, Vasterus. The city. The city in Sweden. The city oh. in the vast man Whoa, land. Look at this silver mine. I uh, found. It's also this one of really the cool. oldest cities in Sweden and northern Europe. Whoa, this is a super cool town. Right? It is. Vast man land. Culture and history yeah. hotspot. You should see who's born in that city. I'm not as interested. I want to look at this action bad place in the silver mine now. Look, they got beds in a silver mine. So hit wow, number this one. This is super cool. Bobo Stenson's "You Shall Plant a Tree" from a jazz pianist. Mm -hmm. Why don't you, you scroll on down to the notable natives there, uh, Maddie? 
Uh, number two, uh, Kesha's TikTok. What is Copunkton? What is this? A water park? This Gala, is Gala, Red Delicious, Fuji, <laughs> wow. Granny Smith, Honeycrisp, Golden here? Delicious, Macintosh, Pink Lady. All those, apples. Those are types of apples. Also, if you're looking for Cosmic Crisp. And Vastaras is a beautiful city in Sweden. I hope I'm saying that right. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Vastaras? Vastaras. Is a beautiful city in Sweden. One of the oldest cities in Sweden and Northern Europe. Vastaras natives. Yeah. Here's another hint for you. People are kind of getting it there. But like they're saying they, they all assisted on goals by a certain well, player. Oh, so, okay. They're not saying what? Here, here's the hint that's really going to give it. Uh-huh. Go back. Go back way back when in 2010. Oh, Bobo Stenson's from Vastaras. Oh, look at that. He's wow. a jazz pianist. Would you look at that? Who else is from Vastaras there, Maddie? Um, <laughs> Olaf Thunberg, who's okay. an actor. Uh, <laughs> Lars Wallin, a fashion designer. Mm. Magnus Lindgren, a jazz musician. Yeah. Uh, Matthias Andreasen, who is a singer. Oh, Michael Backlund's here. Oh, oh Michael oh. Backlund. Weird. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's also, interesting. Patrick Berglund. Yeah. Nicholas Nick- Lidstrom. Oh, Tommy town. Sallow. It's a hockey power. Thomas Transtromer, which sounds like Transformer. I like that. <laughs> He's a poet, though. It's um, different. That's interesting. Maybe somebody got that now, Patrick. Wait, do you think uh, this is related to Michael Backlund? Uh, it could be. Michael Backlund. No, likes... nothing. Uh, nothing. Ooh. Oh, you find something? Michael Backlund. Oh, Kevin. Very close. Where's Kevin? Had an apple. Kevin and McRae. Kevin McRae. As time ran out. Kevin McRae. On a piano. I got to give it to Kevin McRae, I think. I think that's Yeah, that's enough. the closest we're going to get it. Uh, congratulations, Kevin McRae. You've won Impossible Flames wow, trivia today. great job, Kevin. They all assisted on Michael Backlund's first goal. In fact... Those all three players assisted on Michael Backlund's first two goals in the NHL. And to make it even better, Curtis Glencross assisted on his third. What? Because Michael Backlund had the first two goals in that Detroit game of that series. So Michael Backlund second, Curtis Glencross assisted on that as well. No, and Curtis Glencross also assisted on his first goal. Yeah, so Glencross was an assist in his first three Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's the answer. But how did you get three assists on one goal? No, 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 his first two goals. So his first goal had Bork and Sarich, mm. and then his second goal had uh, Glenn Cross and I believe somebody else. You want the dates of those? Uh, first goal was January 28, 2010 in Glendale, Arizona, mm-hmm. as the Flames lost to the Coyotes 3-2. His second goal came in October 21, 2010 in Detroit against the Red Wings in a 4-2 loss. Yeah, Bork and Glenn Cross on his first, and he had Glenn Cross and Sarich on his second. 2010, <sighs> the top song. On Billboard for 2010? TikTok. Kesha's TikTok. Yeah, that checks out once again. Yeah, uh, why don't we play TikTok what, what on about, the way out wait, here? Wait, what was TVP? the pianist? What was that? He's from Vastaris. Oh, Vastaris, it's just the same Sweden. place? Yep. Okay, Vastaris and then the Apple. Apple okay. was the cyst. Hmm. Nothing about David Cross in there. That's no. Strange. Okay. Nothing. Uh, congratulations to Kevin McCray. <laughs> you won a $50 gift card. And some swag from VK Bruco. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. That pianist one was my favorite uh, hint. You're like, what is <laughs> happening right now? I we was... play some Kesha on the way out here, TikTok? Yeah, all right. Got me right back, grade 12. 
getting ready to graduate. Wearing a shower curtain. <laughs> wearing a shower curtain. Turned 18. Spare after lunch. You know where we're going. Gray Eagle craps table. Warming up. Wow. Pitter patter. <laughs> oh, boy. Were you also smoking the devil's lettuce before oh, you did that? You better believe it. Uh, Maybe you had a tar bar or two indoors. Wow. You're allowed oh, to do yeah. that there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be a nightmare today a after hearing bar. this. A tar bar. <laughs> what do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Uh, double guest. Got Jamie Dodd kicking things off. Canucks talk. Going to do, uh, do my preview of the Canadian team. So we'll do Vancouver today. And then we're going to talk with the UFC men's. Hockey coach Mark Howell as they look to defend their uh, Can West title. They get the season underway tomorrow. Awesome stuff. Um, tomorrow, Ross Tucker. Tomorrow, Ross Tucker. Maybe Shy Davidi. Got to confirm that. Cool. Looking good. We get Adam Stanley, talk a little Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do that too. Whoop. States hasn't won uh, since the early 90s. I asked a couple of my buddies, hey, uh, well, guys want to stay up late Friday, Saturday, watch Ryder Cup? Crickets. I, lo- I love the sports. I'll be watching the Ryder Cup. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, <laughs> Amazon. Can't believe they won't stay up with you to watch a Friday, America, Saturday Europe. Damn it. Yeah. Yes, Who doesn't want to watch oh. Wyndham Clark play golf <laughs> at 2 in the morning? You, you loser. On a Friday night. <laughs> Such a loser. Um, uh. And I can't believe Justin Thomas made the team. He's such a poor form. All right, um, that's it for us. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon on the podcast. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a terrific Wednesday. Bye. Bye.